Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What's So Special About Music Anyways, the official podcast. So this week, we're going to talk about three, I would say, very different albums, but I think they can kind of fall within the same um, genre family, maybe, depending on how you uh, look at it. This is going to be an exciting week, and I have some exciting news coming at the end of the podcast, so let's just get right into it. So the very first album that we're going to talk about is the new album called Lament by Touche Amore. Now, this album, from front to back, sounds like an album straight out of Touche Amore. Completely what you would expect. Um, even for reference, I went back and I listened to their, uh, I believe, 2016 release. And it was quite, quite similar. And, you know, that might come from the, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, Touche Amore has a specific sound that p people expect of them, almost kind of like how Four Years Strong. There's an expected sound when you dive in and you want to listen to their music. So from the jump, I knew what to expect in some regards. But um, admittedly, I really did not listen to Touche Amore before this release, so I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to think and how I was going to feel. And Oh my goodness, is this album sensational. Um, I would say Lament is a growing album, as in, you know, I had to listen to it uh, a few times before it really resonated with me. I wasn't sure um, how I was relating or connecting to the music that I was hearing. In general, you're hearing the over-the-top, aggressive, edgy approach to post-punk or like, like a little dash of hardcore, very angsty music very trademark for the band. Um, that is within every single moment on the piece, even though there are moments where the band includes um, some softer moments. In general, you know, we're hearing that over-the-top, punchy nature. And the lyrics are actually quite enticing. They're very much on what you'd expect for a um, band in that genre, uh, very much um, reminiscent of everything we're hearing coming out nowadays. But it's spun in an interesting and innovative way that you don't realize you're going to remember it or you're going to hum it later on. Their music at first doesn't necessarily strike you as, I'm going to hum this walking down you know, the street. But the more that you listen to it, and I guess that's the same with anything, but specifically this album, like, the more you listen to it, um, even if it's only, like, three times, you'll realize that you're going to start to hum or, you know, think about some of the phrasings that they use, whether that be instrumentally or lyrically speaking. I think this album is very strong. I think it's going to stand out. One, because Touche Amore has a poignant point of view with their music, but two, we're not hearing music come out like this anymore. And this really held me back to the, the prime days of like Summers at the Warp Tour and things like that. So if you are into that a more aggressive style of punk music, this is the album for you. I would give it a chance. Um, it's just really quite remarkable. Um, if it's not your thing at first, maybe let it digest and come back to it in a few days. Uh, because that's what I did, and honestly, I really haven't looked back since. I want to continue to listen to it, so that um, is something I would recommend. Uh, the second album we're going to talk about is um, an album by Seaway uh, called Big Vibe. Um, now, Seaway, um, Seaway has this pop punk, you know, before this album, this pop punk, 
beachy, um, you know, kind of vibe. I, I think that's the best way I can describe it. it. They have their own point of view. I mean, um, what was it? I think their previous album was called Vacation, and that was a few years ago as well. And I mean, that was surrounded about beach vibes. They had introduced the synth. They had um, brought in all these new techniques while saying inherently pop punk. Well, this album kind of starts to divert from that. I mean, we're still hearing the pop-punk approach to music, you know, the instrumentation is the same, the way that they write music in terms of balance and contrast is the same, but the overall finished gloss is a lot more boppy. It's a lot more like get up and dance, like Mrs. David, I can't get it out of my head, I can't stop listening to it, I think it's such a good just song to put, like a hype up song, it's just so catchy and so memorable, which makes it a little bit more alternative, um, and it's because, you know, the band is using that synthesizer sound more, we're hearing a shift in where the sound primarily is, and that I think is really interesting, because a lot of pop punk bands, you know, we're focusing on the guitar, we're focusing on the riff, and we want to hear the breakdown, and we want to hear the angsty vocals, and that's all there. I wouldn't say that it's, like, gone in the air forever, no. I mean, Seaway sound is still so prevalent throughout, but we're hearing a shift in terms of what do they want the audience to hear more of? What is more important? And that is what's really exciting about this album to me is because it feels fresh and it feels new. It feels like a pop punk album with the roots of nostalgia, but the grit of innovation. And I think that's going to do this band well uh, with this record. I think, you know, sometimes on here we talk about competitive nature. Is it going to stand up um, in a few years? Is it going to be successful um, towards the end of the year? Are we going to remember it? And, um, I think the way that Seaway blended this new approach to the old, um, I think will do them very well. And I can't wait to see them play this stuff live. I think, you know, Seaway is a very energetic band to see perform. So I think it will be very interesting to see this new turn and see how they take that and run with it when the chance comes. So I think this album is very successful and will open their audience up. Um, because it's a good branch to people who might not be necessarily into punk music, but like they're a little angsty and want to give it a shot, or they're a little curious. I think this is a good album for that. So I think this will put them in the slightly more diverse category, but maybe not much. I would definitely, definitely, definitely um, at least listen to Mrs. David, because that is a bop. Um, but it's all very good. Um, the last album we're going to talk about um, is by a band with an incredibly long title name called I Don't Know How But They Found Me, and probably I should be yelling that because it's in all capital letters, <laughs> but I'm, I will spare all of our ears on that one. And um, the album is called Razamataz. I think I pronounced that correctly, but I'm gonna say that that is the correct way so I don't feel dumb. Um, so yes, this album. Now, the band previous to this had only put out EPs and singles. They have not, this is their debut, you know, LP. And man, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, was it worth the wait. Oh my God, this, this album is remarkable. This, um, and we've talked about this a lot too in the podcast where, you know, the 80s flair is coming back. A lot of people are taking influence from the 80s and they're looking towards the 80s um, to see and spin off their songs and their approach to writing music, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, I don't know how, but they thought me had written with that intent before. 
Um, I think the way they describe themselves is very mod pop, maybe vintage in some ways, um, for being such a young artist um, in terms of how long they've been in the scene. So listening to their album, you know, before that first, you know, click, that very first, you know, song, which the first song on the album is arguably the best, Leave Me Alone, um, there was a certain frame that I was envisioning for them because I had heard their previous stuff. And they took that sound and just, like, bounced it off, and it's, like, a hundred times better, and I didn't think that was even possible. And that's because they refined those nuances. So it's very, um, we've talked about this before, um, very similar to the Half Alive um, now not yet album that came out and I want to say 2018 very similar to that is it's very modern it's very pop and it's very alternative there's um but there's such a unique balance to all three of them and it's not even it changes based on the song and what's awesome about this album is they definitely switch around with their um Oh, I'll say they switch around with the types of songs that they're singing. Like, they're not all bops. They're not all bangers, you know. There are some softer moments, but they're like theatric. Softer moments or theatric. Very dramatic. And I think that kind of is reminiscent of when, you know, bands were doing that. Um, um, the uh, cinematics era of Set It Off. Um, you know, people or like the old old fallout boy in panic when they were being theatric within the music that is very evident throughout this release and it is reminding us of those techniques that we loved at least like us in that age when that was our childhood we loved that we bought into it us seeing kids were like yes this is it this is me i want to perform and i want to sing this and they are giving us that same exact vibe but what they're doing is they're flipping it spinning it twisting it putting their brand on it and doing it with new age technology while also flashing back to the 80s and I, I think you know thinking about that and listening to their music I'm like these these two people I'm pretty sure it's a two-person band um you know they're they're quite geniuses for some of the stuff they put together because it is so simple but people wouldn't exactly think to pair them together um you know, any of the albums that I've talked about today, I would definitely recommend for anybody. I think all three of these, Lament is a little bit on the edgier side, so I think that's going to be a specific audience. But definitely Big Vibe and um, Razzmatazz, I think could be um, likable to anybody. Um, you know, if your preference might be solely rap music, maybe not. But if you are a pop primary or an alternative or a pop punk or somewhere in that like spectrum, I think either of those albums could be likable to everybody because there's something on there that we have heard in our comfort genres, but they're just stretching our ears to seeing how far they can test how far that genre can go and what that genre can do. And I think that's really admirable. Um, that's the one thing I would think I would say with all these albums in the spirit of li um, looking back on the 2020 as a release year, some artists are just kind of doing what people would expect or they're doing, you know, something they think would make them big. And these albums feel like they're taking the technology and the um, knowledge and the talent that we have in musicians and seeing what they can do with it. And I really respect that. And I think it made for a remarkable, remarkable, remarkable um, uh, combination of albums that we talked about today. 
So that's going to be all the album official talk that we're going to talk about, which is exciting. I love when I get to dive into albums that I really enjoy and talk about why. Um, but what's exciting is that What's So Special About Music Anyways, my, my original platform, so my blog, is turning three years old on Sunday, November 1st. And that is such a crazy ride. Um, the podcast just recently turned, I believe, a year old um, in August. Um, yeah, it would have been a year. Um, so, you know, this platform is such a great time and I enjoy it so much and I'm so thankful I've been able to bridge it into this podcast version because it allows me to talk a little bit more fluidly and a little bit more direct and allows you guys to get into my brain a little bit more about how I land on the reviews that I do. With that being said, for the three-year mark, um, if you don't follow me on social media, I am doing a giveaway, so please check that out. Um, that at is always at W-S-S-A-M-A underscore. Um, so please check that out. The main giveaway is on Instagram. Um, other than that, um, I am going to be doing um, what I call flopper bop, and uh, my partner is going to be putting a, a combination of um, tracks together that I have never heard, and I'm going to review them live on my podcast, and we're going to see which ones I deem to be a flop and which ones I deem to be a bop. Um, she has already um, said she's going to test my genre limits, so I think that's going to be quite a fun ride. So um, as always, thank you for tuning in, and until next time. <laughs>